Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the episode of this Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 733 and session number 230 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I'm going to do it again here today, and I'm going to do it with a live audience today. We're here at Brand Accelerator Live 2019, and I'm standing here with some of my good friends now. We've just met in person. We're at the VIP morning session recording this. So what I decided to do is do a live session. So is there anyone really in this room? Because people can't see this. Is there anybody here? So you guys have all probably heard me, you guys that are here and also people that are listening, that I always say, I just want to feel like we're, we're like together having a cup of coffee and just chilling, right? And having these conversations. That's what we're doing today. So this is like amazing. Like here it is. Like this is live. This is what I envision when I'm doing these, these recordings. So we're going to open it up with Todd. Todd, what's your question? Yeah. Hi, uh, Todd Welch from Vineyard, Utah. And my question is, so I have a brand. Um, I have external websites, niche websites, and the products on Amazon, of course, which right now I'm driving all that external traffic to Amazon. Um, to try to boost rankings and things like that. At what point would you recommend not sending that external traffic to Amazon and instead sending it to my own shopping cart? It's a great question. And here, here's the thing. Like, like, so a lot of people think that um, I'm against like, sending your traffic to Amazon, which I'm not. Um, Alex, for example, that shared hers, she sends all of her traffic to Amazon. She doesn't sell on her own Shopify store. At least right now, I don't think she does. And um, so what she's doing is she's just leveraging that traffic to, to give her that extra, that extra ranking power, right? The extra juice. So some people will say, but yeah, I can make more money if I sent it through my own Shopify. And that's true, but you also lose the benefits of being able to rank. So because of that, I lean always towards send it to them, pay them if it's going to allow you to get more sales, right? But the default on that always is if... If Amazon decides to get a little cranky, I can always just point it, right? Now, that doesn't mean that you might say, oh, all right, right, I want to take those products because you guys know I talk about getting three to five products. Generally, that's a good number because I can take someone from one sale and move them to second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, whatever, right? Keep on going or bundle something. So that would be where I would create a funnel outside of Amazon. And then I might take that and then drive traffic to that right? But it's for that purpose. So I would say if, if your goal is to be able to get... Exter- See, external traffic to me is just the power of being able to do a whole bunch of cool things on your website. You can run a flash sale on your website with a header banner. If you use... Um, what are we using? Again? Oh, Hello Bar. Hello Bar is a great tool. You can plug in something real quick and boom, it populates right on top. It does a slider, does a, maybe, maybe do an exit pop, whatever. And so that way there, if you have traffic coming in, we can do a whole bunch of cool things with that. So it's always about getting the traffic and then we can decide what to do with it after the fact. So I would say focus on the traffic aspect, not so much how can I direct that to my own Shopify store. That's my personal take. There's other people that would disagree with that. That's what, so my thing is always traffic. And then from there, where do I point it? If I point it to Amazon, it's going to give me the, the most bang for my buck, right? So I'm going to be able to get more, uh, more traffic on Amazon and they're going to send me more love. So I would say just always focus on the traffic side because then you can monetize the traffic and you can also maybe do a flash sale and then boost your rank and all of that fun stuff. 
So that would be my advice on that piece. Okay. That Perfect. Help? Yeah. Thank you, Scott. Okay. Cool. Do we have another question? We do. Hi, Scott. Dave. What's up, man? This is Dave from Missouri, and uh, I need to take the leap from being a one-man show to mm. developing a team of people to help me with the business. Mm. Uh, what's your best advice for somebody like me? Well, I'd say, like, what is, what is the one thing that you know that you probably should outsource, like, right now? Uh, customer service, okay. uh, paper, advertising, pay-per-click now, stuff. Now, okay, you know. is that more on just the Amazon side? Uh, I need to get more into Google. I need to get into Facebook ads, everything I haven't okay. really had time for. Okay. But is there something right now that you're doing that you're like, I shouldn't be doing this right now? I go in to try to do uh, bigger things to grow the business, but I just get stuck in my email and mm. three hours go by. Okay. So the email is to support emails? Mostly. So you need to hire someone to take that off the plate. So that's an easy fix right there because that's, that's like your first. So I always look at it like, what are all the things? And, and one thing that you should probably be doing is writing every single thing that you do all day long for like the next week. And you're going to be amazed. You're going to be like, holy crap, I do that a lot. And that there, I could have someone do that. I could hire someone to do that. Or I could, you know, pay my neighbor to do that. Like whatever, right? Like there's stuff that you know that you're doing just to go through the motions because you know how to do it. And it would take work to maybe get that person up to speed. Um, that Zon Support is here. And they actually offer a service to basically offload customer service for your Amazon side of things. So that's an easy fix. They already have that part dialed in rather than you going out. And you still can do this. Find someone that could just, that you could train or you go and you find someone that already knows the Amazon side, and then they would just answer those customer service things. You just need to give them like the FAQs and all of that stuff. But I always say, look at what you're doing right now that you're like, I shouldn't be doing this. Like me, right? Like I know Photoshop. I can create graphics. Sometimes I'll find myself, I'll just do it. It'll be quicker if I do it. Scott, don't do it, right? Because we're always thinking like, I just want to do it because I can get done quicker. I can do it better. The other thing was, is always like, oh, I can do it better. So I should just do it myself. That's something I always used to say. My father has always said that. And it's like, it's, it's something that we have to get past because in order for the business to grow, you have to let go of that. You have to let go of that. And it's hard sometimes, but that's, the, so I would just look at what is the thing right now that is, is you're doing over and over and over again that is just mundane and you're just like, I shouldn't be doing this. And it sounds like it's customer service. And customer service, if you only want, like anything that's like the stuff that is like, Every day you're answering similar questions or maybe it's even a refund request, look, whatever, basically. If there's something that you have to, then that gets tossed off to you. So instead of you answering 50, it might only be two. So that would be the first thing. And then after that, I'd start looking at other things. Like, like you said, pay-per-click, that's another one. I don't think that you can master everything in your business. So the first thing that I would look at is pay-per-click for Amazon. There's experts that can just do that for you. There's agencies that can do that for you. If you have a business that's at that level that you're willing to spend the money to grow the business, I'd hand it off. I'd hand it off and say, you know what? That's one thing I don't have to worry about. But then people are like, yeah, but I'm spending $500 or $1,000 for someone to run my pay-per-click. How many more sales is that bringing you? Right? So those are some things that I think we, we kind of think that we have to master. You don't. Maybe learn them, right? Learn the basics but then let someone else have to deal because they're going to they're gonna wake up and go and log in. They're going to go, okay, I got to trim this. I got to do this. I got to do that. Versus you being like, I got to do that. Then I got to answer emails. Then I got to do this. Then I got to do that, right? Do what, do what you are good at or what you have to do. Maybe it's product creation. Maybe it's uh, discovering new products, right? Maybe it's new marketing channels that you want to just explore. So things like that. Does that help? Yes, thank you very much. Awesome, man. Thanks for being here too, Dave. Appreciate you.
What is going on? Good morning, good morning. Good morning. I'm Iva from uh, Boston. So my question is kind of a, a little bit off of his, so I'm starting brand new. Um, okay. I just launched my first product in August. <laughs> Thank you. So what I'm dealing with now, and I would love to know how you would deal with this, is yeah. kind of like the overwhelmingness of mm -hmm. I have to do everything, <laughs> and I'm not at the point where I can hire people mm -hmm. or source it out. Yeah. So kind of like what would be your focus on prioritizing like kind of like that overwhelmness mm. of all the different things that you have to do. Well, let me just tell you this. Overwhelm <laughs> is never going to go away. Right. right. As you grow, it continues. Opportunities become even... I get opportunities through, through, thrown at me every single day. Yeah. And it can be tempting. But in the beginning, you're scrappy, right? You have to do things that... Like, like I was saying, like I built my house, right? Way back when. I could have hired someone. I didn't really have the money. Yeah. And I saved a lot of money by building it myself, but I put a lot of time and sweat and tears into that. So I would say in the beginning, you do have to do a lot of it yourself. But there are things that you have to, if you're, if you're starting a business, there's small things that you could probably hire out. Like for example, photos, yeah. right? If you're launching a product, you have to build that into a product that you're launching, right? You got to have a little bit of a marketing budget for that. You need to have some great pictures because the pictures are going to help sell the product, right? So those are things that if you're thinking, well, I'll just take it with my iPhone and stuff, like it's fine, but you, that's something that you probably should outsource. So there's things like that that are on the surface that are one-off things, but on the day-to-day -day stuff, I think it's also staying focused. Okay. Creating that, that roadmap that you're going to follow and give yourself like a 90-day sprint. Okay. Like 90 day sprint, like do a year, work backwards, 90 days. After the 90 days, guess what? You look at and see where you're at and you go, oh, the next 90 days is going to look yeah. like this. Even though you might have planned it out for 12 months because things are going to change. Okay. Right? But overwhelm is huge as far as any entrepreneur. Okay. Like overwhelm, it's, it's, but it's then, again, I think it's sitting down knowing exactly what you're going to work on because you have the plan and then don't get distracted. Okay. Like the blinders on, target. Okay. And then just go for it, right? And then that way, all your focus time is, is really being used well. Okay. Does it make sense? Yes, But don't be, don't be afraid to, and I don't, like, investing a little bit in, into someone, even like starting small, like things that you know that you're not good at. Right. It's okay. I'm okay. not good at everything either. Yeah. Right? That's why I have great people around me. But in the beginning, I had to kind of do the best I could. Okay. Until I was able to figure it out. Okay. Great. Sound Thank good? You. Stay focused, though. That's the yeah. biggest thing. Okay. Overwhelm has a lot to do with focus as well. All right. You might be overwhelmed for the wrong reasons. Okay. Right? Yeah. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for being here, too. Hey, Scott. Thank you for this amazing event. What's up, man? My name is Rohan from Brampton, Ontario. Uh, I started my business about two, three years ago. And when I started, there were no Chinese tariffs. So I didn't take that into consideration mm -hmm. uh, into my budget and all the spending and expenses that I had. So how can someone get around this new Chinese tariff that was just introduced or not get around any tips for easing the burden or any tips that you would say to grow your business in the future to not have this impact your business as much? It's a great question and I have a good answer. Okay, so you're talking like 25% and everybody's like, oh my gosh, like the world's ending. We got this big tariff now, our business is done. If your margins were that thin to begin with, there's a problem when you started. That's number one. Number two, it's more, see to me building a brand in a business isn't just about that one that one thing, right? So if you're starting with product or three products, the business has to be built around other things, right? So the way that I like to look at it now is you're building your home base, your, your traffic. You hear me talking about traffic. I'm telling you what, if you want to master something, it's traffic. And it doesn't matter what channel you're on, but if you can get your own organic traffic, 
or learn paid traffic, right? That is an answer to a lot of the problems, right? So to me, if I have the traffic coming in, the product side of things is almost secondary, even though I know that's where the money's coming from. You see what I'm saying? So because so many people are so, they're so focused on product, when that, then when that tariff comes into play, everybody's like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? I was selling it for $20, and now I'm gonna lose a whole bunch of margins. Well, number one, you didn't do the right planning in the beginning. You should have more margins built in. Number two, yes, maybe start looking for something maybe in another country, or maybe look in the US, or work with your supplier, but talk to them. But again, if you've already built the margins in so like, light where you don't have a lot of cushion, you might have to restructure, you might have to rethink things. But going forward, you know that now, right? But everyone's being affected by that. It's not just you. I mean, even in our Walmarts and our Targets, the prices are gonna get raised, they're, they're getting hit too, right. right? So it's not just us. But the big thing is, is don't just focus your business around the product or the products. It's more than that. If you get traffic right now, we can diversify that in multiple ways without you even having to launch another product. It could be just on the traffic side with ads running on your site. It could be uh, maybe affiliate offers. Like you guys don't realize if you, if you get traffic to your site, you can throw up, a, you know, your affiliate offers that you might not ever, you might not ever sell that kayak, but you sell kayak, you know, parts, right? The kayak, maybe it sells for 300 bucks. You can get commission on that if you just refer it because you have content that's built around that market, right? So that's how I'm thinking. I'm not thinking like, oh, my whole business is like when that, when, when we heard about that, I'm, I'm partnered in a brand and my partner was like, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do? I'm like, don't, just chill. It's okay. Look at all the other things we got going on. We're still bringing in a lot of money from other sources and now we just have to adjust. So it's not that big of a deal. And when you really look at it, you're talking like, yes, it's 25 cents on the dollar basically, right? So you just got to look at that. Your margins are a big thing though. You guys should always be starting with higher margins. You shouldn't be so thin. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Thank you so much. Awesome. Any more questions for the Ask Scott session? We got another one. Hey, Scott. What's up, man? Dan Robertson from Connecticut. Um, one of my biggest issues was that um, I, I had product at Amazon that was doing well for three years, and then they actually started damaging the product in the warehouse. So I pulled all the inventory, mm -hmm. redid the box, and sent it back in, but I'm still building back up from the mm -hmm. negative reviews from the damage that Amazon did. Mm. So I was just looking for maybe some advice. How many, to, how many reviews are on that product right now? Um, about 450. Oof, okay. Yeah, that's tough. Because at first I was going to say, if you got like 100 or something, I'd just say just kill it and start another listing and start over again. Right. Um, but because of that, it's kind of tough because you, you do have some, there's, a, you know, there's someone I know right now that has had a product that did very well, seven figures, just running that thing for three years and then, hijackers and then they came on and then they were selling a bad product and then that rev the reviews were terrible and it really it killed it um so that is a big problem um so my biggest thing here is is so you have new inventory with a with a fixed product correct okay so probably on something like that there's a couple different things you could do number one is you want to you don't do you have an email list of all and of anything that you could Nothing. No. Okay. See, now this is, again, the leverage of an email list. If you have an email list, you send it out, go, guys, we got updated product. I'd really love it if you guys would go and grab it. Here's a special discount, and I'd love for an honest review. Like, that's it. Like, you're not doing anything black hat. You're saying, like, we got a new product. I'd love you to have it at a discount. And then you're going to start to get some of those positive ones that are going to outweigh the negative ones. Um, is hijackers or anything on the listing? 
No. No, good. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I would work on probably just reversing that by trying to get more positive reviews that are going to outweigh the other ones. You could probably let the one that was bad, right? And let that just run out of inventory or just pull it all together and just create a new variation underneath that. Okay. And start clean. Um, but that's probably like, I'd focus on that. But the other thing is, again, we're talking about one product. Well, it, it, I, I did start a new variation. So that was oh, almost like part two of this is, do I keep the, the variation that I have or do I split the variation off to a separate listing? Yeah. It's a great question and it's a tough answer because I think the best solution would be that, but it's also like you're starting from scratch. Right. So um, I, I think adding, adding that other variation would give you a cleaner start, but it's going to take work to get back there. If you don't have the external, if you had an email list or if you had some type of traffic, if you had the blog traffic, whatever, you could immediately do a, a flash sale. You can immediately get attention and then boom, all of a sudden we're going to fill that thing right up. Um, so it's a tough, I, I don't know the answer hundred percent. I think you might know the answer more than I would, as far as like what the reviews look like, how many are really, really bad. Um, have you reached out to the ones that gave you bad reviews? I have responded to the negative have, Did reviews. anybody respond back? I have not gotten nothing. Response. Huh? Did you email them or just on the live reviews? Um, I wasn't able to find a way to, to actually email them. You know, they only okay. show like that username or just their first name or something. There are ways that you can find that. Um, and, uh, actually I, there, there was other ways that, that you could do it, but there's, um, uh, I forget the, the new way. I'm sure someone here, if you ask about that would be able to tell you, um, but it has become a little bit harder, but just reaching out to someone and, and just saying like, Hey, I realized you had an issue. I'd love to, to send you a new unit. We have an updated version, whatever. And that does work, but it takes work to do that. Cause then you got to do a lot of reaching and, and, and doing that. So, but my one thing I would say is your business sounds like it's built on a couple of products. Right. We got to fix that. Right? right. Because right. now look at you're in this turmoil. You're like, oh my gosh, like what am I going to do? That's, this is why I stress that we got to build out the brand. Right? We got to build out with new products, other products. We got to build it out with traffic. We got to build it out with other ways that we can monetize. Right? Um, hopefully that helped you a little bit. Awesome. I, I don't know that there's Great. an exact answer. I think you would know better than I would as far as by look. I'd have to look through all the reviews and see how many, like what's the, what's the percentage? And then we can figure it out from there. But it seems like a lot of time and energy is going into that. And I don't want all the energy going that, but I know that that's kind of like bringing in cash too. So right. it's, it's a hard balance. Awesome. All right, Thank man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good luck on that. Appreciate it. Are we out of time? We got five minutes? We got five minutes. Great. Thank you. <laughs> What's up? Um, I'm running into a problem with scaling, and I'm wondering how you might handle that. So... Um, been selling for a few years, mm -hmm. started with Amazon, and then year after year, it's been better than the year before. Mm -hmm. So it is growing slowly. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I find myself, instead of doing the marketing, I'm, my time gets full of just handling the inventory fulfillment. And mm -hmm. I think the problem is that I have products that are very hands-on. They're handmade. Okay. And then I have to QC them and whatnot. So, you have to. Yes. Ah, there's so one they piece. do not go to, they do not go straight from China to Amazon. Okay. So they come to me mm -hmm. physically, mm -hmm. and then I have a couple people that we, you know, QC every single item. Mm -hmm. But the sales have been going up. That's good. 
And so it's getting exhausting or else I hire more people mm -hmm. or I just um, go until I can't do it anymore and I sell it or whatever. And there's sell the business. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. There's different options, right? Right. So, um, but while it's growing, it's very good, you know, income. Mm -hmm. And the brand is becoming more like um, bigger. Okay. So, in fact, to the point where even though I was only selling on Amazon, um, I've gotten a couple retail accounts. Great. Actually, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And one big box store um, had 27 locations. So now they're selling it. Okay. And since that happened in February, the Amazon sales have been jumping up way over last year. It's a terrible time. problem you're having. Right. So how do I solve it is my question. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Okay. Let, let me ask you one important question. How important is this brand to you personally? Like, I mean, like, like, is it a passion of yours? Like, I don't want to let it go. It's my baby. Like, is it that? Or is it, you're building it to make money? If someone came and offered me, I would let it go in an instant. Okay. Well, there, there's your answer. I think Joe Valley, are you back there? You Joe, I think Joe is. Okay. <laughs> Talk to Joe later. Uh, and uh, like, seriously, you probably have a great business that's set up for a sale. And, you know, what I've learned from talking to Joe and the guys at Quiet Light is the money is really made in your brand when you sell it. Because right. your money a lot of times is tied up in inventory. Mike's, Mike and Joe are going to be talking today about how they, uh, they did, well, actually, Joe helped Mike sell the brand for seven figures, but he had a million dollars almost in inventory. But he got paid for all that inventory when he sold, right. right? So when you sell, that's when you really pull it all back in. And that's, there was another guy that Joe was telling me about that, that, that was his goal. He didn't pull a dime out for two years. They ended up selling the business and they cashed out. Mm -hmm. So if you have it set up properly and you're on a steady growth, you have retail, so you got external, you got like all of these other ways that, and, you, and everything is kind of growing. How do, we add, how do we add more gas to that? How do we fire that up even more? And, but the thing is, a lot of times that's growing, but maybe some of the, the internal stuff isn't, isn't set up properly. So it's right. going to be hard when you sell. Right now is the time that you want to talk to someone like Joe and their team because they will, and they'll do it for free. So basically you just go and you talk to them and then get an idea. Because that's honestly, that's been a little bit of a, an eye-opening thing for me is to see like, holy crap, like it's really just setting things up properly and then getting this thing to grow for a couple of years. And then from there you cash out. So it's like you can just keep repeating that if you want to, but you need to know the skill set. It sounds like you already have the skill set to build a business, right? I talked about that yesterday, building up a skill set. You have that, right? right? So I would just figure out a way, how can you grow this without you pulling your hair out? So this way here, so it's gonna, it sounds like you got to get more people to help you to basically do the QCing and stuff. So you're not doing it and that's fine. Right. And then once you build that up, then we can go ahead and possibly sell it and then you can pull the money and then you can say, what do I want to do next? Start another right. brand? Yeah, right. maybe. Right? So that's what I would advise. Okay. But it sounds like you're sitting on a really solid business that's growing mm -hmm. that could be really, really great for you to sell, whether it's in 12 months, two years, whatever. But you'll at least know what it looks like. So right now is the perfect time for you to see what that looks like. Okay. I'll make sure to see Joe Valley. Yes. Definitely do that. <laughs> definitely Thank do you. that. We're, I think, are we out of time? Yeah. yeah. We're out of time. Guys, thank you so much. So here's what we're going to do. We've got to close out the show. Episode 733, we're doing it live. All right, guys, so that's gonna wrap up this episode of The Amazing Seller and Ask Scott here with this live audience. If you wanna go grab the show notes, head on over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 733. 
And guys, as always, remember, I'm here for you, I believe in you, and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. On the count of three, one, two, three, take action. All right, that's a wrap. That was friggin' awesome. I like that. We got to do that more often.